Hello and welcome to the 115th roundup of the PPC Chat Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. I'm your host, Anu. I'm the founder of MindSwan, a company through which I aim to share my ideas about paid search, especially automation, paid media, and my passion for doing digital reporting well through a tool that is already on everybody's laptop. Yes, that's right. It's Microsoft Excel. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry, or even just get my favorite scripts of the week, um, like, comment, and follow me on my Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram with the handle MindSwanPPC. Um, or just to see like snippets or quotes from um, previous podcasts, yeah, just follow our dedicated post- podcast Instagram page, which is ppcchat underscore Twitter underscore roundup. So in this week, um, we've got um, Dwayne Brown like kindly stepping in um, last minute to lead us on the topic of beyond Facebook and Google. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't make this um, chat um, live because I was dealing with um, some press announcement because um, I'm going to be moving off from being a freelancer. I'm going to be joining the, the amazing Brain Labs team. Um, yeah, but I'm excited to see um, how this discussion went um so yeah but first we have another quiz for you as we've been doing over the the past three four episodes now um so when month and year did facebook start allowing advertising you get an extra point if you get the exact day Um, but again when month and year did facebook start allowing advertising all right let's get into our discussion um so yeah we've got um dwayne brown welcoming us Yes, I'm mentioning um, that, yeah, that um, Julian, uh, Julie Buccini had to step out today. So she, he got called into host. And um, yeah, just introducing the topic beyond Facebook and Google. Any ad platform is fair game. And I'll try not to bang on all day about Snap ads. He does love Snap ads. Um, and yeah, that's actually an area that unfortunately I have not um, experienced doing adverts on, but who knows one day, maybe. Um, so yeah, Dwayne gives, gives us our first question saying, what is something amazing that has happened to you in July? P.S. We keep chatting down to, we keep we're keeping chatting down to 15 minutes today as I need to run for lunch before a client meeting. So yeah, it's probably going to be a short one. Um, so yeah, amazing thing that has happened. Dora Thomas replies, probably the best thing has, was launching a branding campaign across multiple video and pre-roll properties that really got me out of my set bid comfort zone. Uh, Mark Saltarelli replies to that, say, I took a week's vacation to hang out in the wilderness and it honestly has been such a blessing for my productivity. I also saved a client relationship by completely turning down, turning around their lead production. Colin Slattery replied, love this great fun question. I got to spend a bunch of weekends with close friends hanging out outside. It felt normal and wonderful. Kirk Williams replied, I got into um, a bike ride, um, got into road bike riding for the first time and found an immediate and surprising love for it um so apologies for all the bike tweets <laughs> lately i've not seen any bike tweets from kirk williams i don't know maybe i've just missed them um dara denny replies i moved to mexico two weeks ago where times were happy to no longer be in my parents basements yes i imagine that would be really nice julia vice replies what a great question we booked a few fall campaigns sending out confirmations and budget increases versus cancellations it was really nice and i took a picture of a comet in my amazing l chase replies to um yeah question one said had my my heart surgery and already feeling great again enough to play some basketball bike kayak etc wow that is an amazing story to share 
he had um so El Chase had his heart surgery and already feeling great again enough to play some basketball, bike, kayak, um, etc. Yeah, that is no small operation and just amazing to hear that um went amazing that that went well. Yeah, good for you, El Chase. Really glad to have you on here. I, I felt that I feel like you've not had any break. Maybe we had the break um like some weeks ago. But yeah, that's that's just amazing that you've that you've done that. You're back to um, your very active self. I don't do basketball, biking, or kayaking at all. So that's that's just amazing. Kami Karish replies to question one, saying, "Hey, all, I can't stay for long." Um, answer to question one. Amazing thing for July was just the opportunity to get in some quiet nature time. Also celebrated three year wedding anniversary. Lovely, lovely news. Um, I guess oh, and I should have joined this this chat because I was actually on something amazing for myself so i'm going to be joining the brain labs team brain labs digital who bought um hannapin uh, marketing who are um the leaders of who who control um ppc hero um the an amazing ppc blog as well as hero conference a yearly now global us and uk um conference um that i've spoken at a few times um and yeah brain labs also bought distilled we had an seo agency and i had the amazing um amazing call from daniel Gil Gilbert, the um, CEO and founder, asking me to be the CMO. And yeah, I couldn't say no to that. So I'll be leaving the freelance life behind because it's really the only company that I'd, I'd, I'd leave the freelance life um, for. And um, I'll be starting that in September. So yeah, that's my amazing thing that's happened um, in July. Although technically it will be um, rolling out in um um, in September, but the amazing thing is the fact that there was a press release about it, and I've never been in a press release before, so that was fun. Um, anyway, going on to question two, um, Dwayne Brand asked, what percentage of your accounts are compromised of advertising on Google, Facebook, or Instagram currently? Um, but before with that, um, John Kagan replies, brought a home a new puppy. Oh, that's lovely, and I think that's also um, Julie's great thing, because um, yeah, she they, they bought a puppy after their, um, their dog died not too long ago. Um, um, so yeah, that's some interesting, lovely animal news. And then in reply to question two, we've got Colin Slattery going 98% or so have a tiny bit of LinkedIn sprinkled in. I've been trying to get some clients to bite on Snap, Pinterest or TikTok, but no bite so far. Mark Salterelli replies, 100% of my accounts are on Google. I actually have no accounts on Facebook or IG at the moment, but it would normally be 25%. We're living in weird times after all. Yeah. Alison Miriani replies, no Instagram currently out of our clients with ads, 80% Google. Google 20% Facebook. Dwayne Brown replies, we have never done the maths as we don't think ad spend under management means as much. Why we also don't put it in our Twitter bio. I would I would say 90% goes um, those the Google and Facebook family of apps goes to Google and Facebook family of apps. Um, and then he continues, um, actually Azim replies to that, to, to question two saying, cashing up, varies between BTC and B2B, but there's a fair presence on Google ads, Facebook, IG, etc., and some LinkedIn too. Interesting to see some of these responses. Um, yeah. And we responses to that saying, always good to see what others are saying. So yeah, there's all, all a nice mix of, um, activity there. And continuing with answers to question two, I'll chase goes 100% of my accounts are on Google and Microsoft currently a little over half on Facebook or Instagram. I have a good number on Amazon as well. Dara Denny replied, I'd say that 65% of my accounts are on both Google and Facebook ads. The other 35% are just Facebook. Um, and then, yeah, we've got, um, yeah, when um, 
Julia Vaj replies saying, Facebook, not so much because of that whole thing. But looking at a whole year perspective, I worry about overinvestment in just two major platforms. Lots of Google, lots of big blue. If Facebook or Instagram works and especially video worth checking out Snap, Canada have some good numbers on Snap. And that was by Dwayne Brown. So Dwayne said, if Facebook or Google works and especially video worth checking out Snap. Yes, he loves the Snap. <laughs> Julia Vice replies, we are actually, I'm a big fan of testing and some of our audience data is very much not all on Facebook, particularly not highly engaged on Facebook. Dwayne replies, awesome. 2021 goal for our agency is get a Snap case study written. Yeah, and that'll be interesting to see, definitely. Um, Kirk Williams replies to question two, saying we're paid search only, so avoid that pesky social stuff. Seriously, though, always interested to learn some lurking today. So yeah, but I feel like, yeah, some paid kind of search can be done. Um, paid search kind of methodologies can be brought into paid social. So I think it's something that every agency should try. Um, Dwayne Brown then continues to question three, and um, he starts with, much like 2020, if you don't look, life goes at your fault. Good, that goes at you fast and you need to move on to um are your clients open to or interested in advertising on other networks and um yeah he replies to that saying totally we talk about this all the time don't just give all our money to google and facebook or at least try not to yeah i think Dwayne brown and his agency are ones that definitely try to um advertise on as many platforms as possible um kamikaris replies saying no one wants to be the first lol lcs replies i see this two marketing execs want to know it has worked for the industry before allocating testing budgets um julia vice replies y'all are speaking to me directly public sector is a big circle of what are they doing over there should we do that um, Colin Slattery continues saying, prove to me that it has worked for our competitors. If it's working for our competitors, then there's no early adopter advantage. And yeah, we've got uh, Menachem Annie replying to question three, saying we've been launching campaigns on Verizon Media, Snapchat, TikTok, and LinkedIn. Small percentage of overall budgets, though. And yeah, Dwayne replies, have to start somewhere better to try than not to do anything at all. Sarah Romano replies, yes, interested in not putting too many eggs in the Google plus Facebook basket. Hard to get realistic expectations for a new platform and um, we can't compare something brand new to an account with years of optimizations and fine-tuning need time to learn and adapt before cutting Dwayne Brown replies Toad setting expectations can be the hardest at times I find we say things a few times and don't be shy about over communicating at all and then going to Kamikaris's reply to question two, she say, I'd say we are at about 85% on those platforms. We also run a good percent on uh, Microsoft platforms, and we are trying to get a few clients to diversify to some platforms with a B2B focus. And then in the response to question three, Julia Vice goes, yes, in theory, but in practice, there's a lot of hesitation on new platforms. I'm trying to use my 70-20-10 approach to keep untested platforms brand safe. And she continues with that saying, what I can say is times when we've tested new platforms, once it works, we tend to fold it into the mix forever. And then we've got um, Dara Denny's uh, response to question three saying, um, we're getting a lot of hesitation for platforms like Snapchat or TikTok, long education processes for clients. They just think that these platforms are for dancing teens. Yes, sometimes it feels like it is 
Um, Colin Slattery replies to question three, saying clients say they're open to other platforms, but I found in practice not so much. It's somewhat frustrating. I have a client whose target market is like 15 to 25, and I want to do Snap so badly. Yeah, that is really the target market for Snap. El Chase replies, um, goes, um, replies to to question three saying generally most of my clients love testing that being said many clients don't want to test waters not proven by others in the industry yet currently a lot of companies do not have the testing budgets we had before 2020 decided to smack us around Scott McKay replies to question two saying, I would say that 60-70% of my budgets are split among Google, Facebook and IG. The rest is set aside for Snap ads, Roku ads, billboards, I know old school, direct buys and localized TV ad buys. So that's he's in the entertainment industry. John Kagan replies to question three saying varies by client. Some have an inherent distrust of them. Some say yes to everything. Sam replies to question three saying most clients are willing to try new things, assuming we have a good reason to do so. The frustration usually comes when they want to scale Bing or Snap to a Facebook IG level, which isn't always a viable option. Sometimes you need to make dinner out of appetizers. <laughs> Ryan Bennion replies to question two um, saying that if you include YouTube as part of Google, which I would, 100% between Facebook, um, 100% between Facebook, IG, Google. However, we are always exploring different avenues to test with about 10% directed towards testing spend. Max Altarelli replies to question three saying, I'm lucky that most of our clients trust our recs and we routinely advertise on other networks as long as we explain the rationale and how they will drive conversations, conversions through the network. We usually get the green light to test it. Um, Sam replies to question three, then I'm saying the other things is educating the client about the value of testing generally, getting brand side marketers to think in financial plus value terms is tough, but once you do, it makes your life so much better. And then in response to question three, we've got Ryan Benyon going this year. I've tested Pinterest, AdRoll, and looking into Snapchat um, slash TikTok. Can't be satisfied with three channels for advertising. Always great to diversify, especially if there's room for cheaper, qualified new customer acquisition. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Dwayne going on to question four saying, I think you all sort of answered the, all sort of answered the next question. So I skip it and give us this juicy piece of steak. Um, question four, what is the biggest objection you hear when you propose expanding to other networks? Does it vary by network? And yeah, that, that was um, that was something that has in a way been answered because, yeah, I think a few we've got a few answers going, especially Kamikaris going. They want other people to have tested it and other competitors to have t- competitors to have tested it before they get into that. Azim replies, one that I used to hate who else is using it? Translated to which of our competitors is on the platform? Frustrating client. Um, and doing Brown turning that no into a yes is not easy and worth the work. Um, and then, yeah, Menachem Annie replies, it's not our demographic. Sarah Romano replies, clients lacking knowledge of other platforms out there. Everyone knows Facebook and Google, but something aren't, something aren't even aware of other newer platforms. My own objection is that I don't want to run on other social platforms. Snap, if I know our creators. Creative isn't up to speed. And then we've got um, Julia Vice's answer to question four saying cracks knuckles. It's a tie between tried it once and it didn't work versus we don't think it will work versus we and our kids aren't on that. Are you sure? Versus is anyone else doing that? So yes, just loads of trying to bring 
blockers on that one, to be honest. It just sounds like excuses, in my opinion. Colin Slattery replies, it's typically some variation of I don't use platform or I am unfamiliar with how platform works. So, yeah. So, yeah, if they don't know how to use it, they're, they're thinking, mm, maybe not worth for our customers either, which is really the worst way to think of things. Dara Denny replies to question four, saying, for the most part, we're just dealing with clients' preconceived notions of new platforms, lots of viewing the self as the customer. Dugar Thomas replies to question three, saying, I've been pushing a lot of direct relationships with sites and publishers. I'm so tired of the ecosystem on GDM being so low quality. Azim replies to question four, saying, one that I used to hate, who else is using it? Translated to which of our competitors is on the platform? Frustrating client. Sam replies, I love, read, loathe. Um, <laughs> the we tried X four years ago with agency we fired because they were bad and we just didn't see the results. Well, if they were bad, maybe you want a good agency to test those things again and do get better results as if platforms those people don't change all the time. Evolve or die. Yes, if you don't evolve and you don't test new things, yeah, just just yeah, just gonna yeah, stay stagnant and your competitors are gonna take over. Um, Sam replies, every time I get that response, I have to remind myself to woo sir. <laughs> so literally do deep breaths and there was obviously there's a gif gif next to that one julia vice replies plus this happens so often let me see your results i bet it did work and you defunded it um yeah exactly and sam replies yep or have this happened once recently the reporting was from the agency the agency marked up spend 300 percent their profit so the platform looked like a loser yeah which is really bad you should never bring in your spends in the cost that you're calculating cost per acquisition by. Like literally, I remember when I used to start in, in the industry, I used to see clients do that and or some of our agencies do that. And and it was one of the reasons I just leave and move and I've moved around quite a few agencies. So yes, you don't do that. Um so Dwayne goes on to question five saying, what, what networks would you like to advertise on but haven't been able to get clients to say yes to? Um, Mark Saltarelli um, goes, he's on to question four saying, our audience isn't there. Have you looked? My daughter-in-law with a, with an MS in social media disagrees. Uh, actually happened. Wow. My daughter is the one that's going to give the recommendation. Why don't you get your daughter to do the advertising then? Oh my God, ah, I'd hate to have a, a client like that who gave me that answer. Um, and he continues, that's not our brand. What does this even mean? Um, we like Google, <laughs> doesn't everybody? Um, had a client salesperson cry over Facebook leads once. That was weird. Cry. Wow, okay. Um, but yeah, we like Google as well. Doesn't mean that, you know, you don't advertise elsewhere. There are other platforms apart from Google. Dogar Thomas replies to question four saying, I know my objections, typically wrong target market and wrong mental mode. Platforms rush to have an ads product because it's clear monetization where the use case isn't really there. Um, and then, yeah, Julia Weiss replies to Dara um, Denny where, um, actually, yeah, Dara had started a string here, a bit of a thread here, where she replied to question three saying, we're getting a lot of hesitation for platforms like Snapchat or TikTok, long education process for clients. They just think those platforms are for dancing teens. Um, Julia Weiss replies, in my opinion, we should hesitate on that. Dara Denny replies, why? I've read all the news articles, just curious about your perspective. Um, Julia Weiss replies, from my standpoint, it's it's spyware 
pretending to be a social network, all the key logging on Apple devices, all the shady stuff, stuff data saving, not that others are best bastions of security, but TikTok has gone pretty far. Yes, I've heard about that. And when my, my friend yesterday was talking about how she started, did her first TikTok and she was really excited about it and she's going to do more of it. I really just wanted to jump in and say that, oh, maybe we should not because they're stealing loads of your data in a very bad way. But I didn't want to ruin her joy. She was so excited about it. So I kept my mouth shut. Anyway, um, Dara Denny replies to that. So you would have an ethical problem using it as an advertiser. Again, not being a dick, just genuinely curious. Um, Julia Vice replies, it's not exactly ethics because gestures vaguely at entire ecosystem. But if we participate in something truly unsafe, that's a reflection on my clients. I have a lot of public sector who are accountable for their buys in a way that private sector isn't. And Dara Denny replies, God, it makes sense for public sector. The targeting options are just so broad and frankly abstract on TikTok, food, fashion. Then I'm more in the camp that we should test it ASAP. It is a data mindfuck, but who should have a liability over that, the user or advertiser? Um, Julia Vice replies, well, that's the $64,000 chicken or egg question. Think of it this way. Zook has said some pretty stupid nonsense about why his team shouldn't be edited of his users generated money machine so as an advertiser even though facebook maybe should be accountable i have to consider my role Dara Dana replies, I understand. I feel a sense of ownership when it comes to the messa messaging of the products I sell. But for me, that doesn't really translate to the platform itself. TikTok users know the risk and engage anyways. Not taking the opportunity for my clients is a bigger risk. Julia Vice replies, oh, wow, I agree with your thinking on being a good partner. But TikTok users do not fully know the risk. Zero people are signing up thinking their entire cloud account is available to this one um, app. Very true. Um, Dara Denner replies, I agree that most TikTok users don't know the risk, but I don't feel like I'm responsible for that as an advertiser. Users will be there with or without my ads. What I'm responsible for is getting the best results possible for my clients. Platform diversity is a part of that. Um, Julia Vice then continues saying, okay, if that's our attitude for all platforms, then we mostly include porn on all our buys. Everyone is there. Interested targeting is through the roof and the engagement. Wow. But of course we don't do that. We care about brand safety, user safety, and proper use of funds. And I think that's a great closer on that discussion there because, you know, it's not just about the platform and caring about the loads of people being on the platform and being, um, you know, at the, in the middle ground of things. You need to have a line as an advertiser. And um, yeah, I think TikTok, they're using a lot of customers' data and um, sharing it around is what I've heard is, is, is past the line, definitely for me. Um, Mark Saltarelli replies to question five going, um, I've pretty much gotten to advertise on most channels. I've wanted to for a client. Only thing I really haven't done is Amazon. Mm, I don't know who you want to do that. Um, he continues, my clients generally are open to testing. So we've done a lot of the other networks, Microsoft, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, Snapchat, Apple, Apple Store, and Spotify. I also love doing review sites like Captera and some niche industry-specific ones. Wow, that's very specific ones. Mark um, continues, oh, and Reddit, but I've never, I've never gotten it to work. How about Quora? Mark, I think that's something that that's not, that that I've not seen on the list. I'm actually gonna add add that as a comment. And then we've got Julia Vice replying saying Spotify is fun. How did you find the 
their team there. Mark Saltarelli replies, I didn't think they were super helpful, but they were nice people. We never saw success and had to turn it off. But it was also a GTM product, so we were testing so many channels to see where they would stick, and that just wasn't one of them. Um, and then in, um, I'd like you to start with, um, yeah, Doug R. Thomas's answer to question four saying, I know my objections, typically wrong target market and wrong mental mode. Platforms rush to have an ads product because it's clear monetization, but the use case isn't really there. And he continues, like Snapchat is or was a direct messaging platform, TikTok is heavily under 30. Why bother wasting spend there when most search ad campaigns are jacked up? When most content strategy is half-baked, when most companies don't even have a brand, so to speak. Um, and then, yeah, I'll chase um, replies to question five, um, saying that I know Dwayne Brown will approve, I, but I do want to test Snapchat with clients. I also really like Amazon and have yet to have a success from an e-com client on their platform. Tim Jensen replies, we tried it and it didn't work. Generally, when you dig further, they tried it five years ago and it was with a $100 spent. Um, that Colin Slattery replies to question five. Um, in addition to Snap, I also want to try TikTok and also Reddit after seeing that amazing ba bark box ad. Mm, okay. Um, Dara Thomas replies to Mark Saltarelli, where Mark had said, I've pretty much gotten um, to advertise on most channels. Only thing I really haven't done is Amazon. Dalgar Thomas replies, Amazon's a lot easier than I thought it would be. If that helps, it's probably not impressive, but rocking and rolling at 600 to 700% ROAS right now. But it took about six weeks of, with six weeks of, oh no, no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, before I trusted my instincts. Um, he continues, the big thing with Amazon is that it's obviously so influenced by the Amazon spend, um, as that's AMZN ad spend, when they pulled out of Google Shopping, there was nothing in the sales. So yeah, it's all about what they're spending on their ads. Tim Jensen replies, thankfully for clients who are pretty open to testing if a channel can be justified as being in their niche, still have yet to run anything on Snap, but not sure it's a fit for any of my current clients. And then Dwayne Brown goes on to question Question six saying, um, have you found a particular network to be really great in a certain aspect or for a certain demographic or industry? Tim Jensen replies, stating the obvious here, but LinkedIn is powerful for niche B2B clients, consistently get feedback that leads are much more qualified than other channels, even if CPA is higher. John Kagan replies to question four saying, a good old 2009 statement looks like fraud. Um, Azim replies to question six saying, um, believe it or not, Facebook or Instagram is great for B2B lead gen right now. Certainly from what I've seen here in the UK, you can save on LinkedIn CPC and move over into Facebook to really boost those cost per leads. Um, Snapchat, um, Dara Denny replies to question six saying Snapchat and TikTok for the 18 to 24 crowd absolutely crushes it. Also seeing great results out of Snap for the 25 to 34 crowd. Sam replies to question six saying Instacart, Kroger, for CPG companies are incredible. We've had a ton of success through um, through both of them over the past six to nine months. Alberton's company is rapidly ramping up as well. Obviously quite niche, but when it works, oh boy, does it work. Um, Mark Saltarelli replies to question six saying, I've never had a B2B lead gen client fail at LinkedIn. There are so many opportunities. Microsoft is amazing for any highly regulated industries like manufacturing. They're more likely to be Windows. I've found Snap and Apple App Store to be great for app installs. El Chase replies to question six saying, I serve 90% e-commerce clients, so my go-to is Amazon outside the normal platforms. 
Um, Julia Vice replies to question five, saying not m that many. Luckily, a few outliers, outliers even. But we've been able to test LinkedIn, Pinterest, Twitter, Twitch. Some snap is coming up too. And Ryan Bennion replies to question four, saying age demographic is your audience even there? I've seen with some companies I've worked um, with that uh, that that the newer platforms don't appeal to their age. I was working with a 35-year-old demographic a few years ago, but they refused to even test platforms. You never know until you test. Um, and then Julia Vice replies to question six, saying LinkedIn for sure, for any for my B2B, for my dialed-in professionals, for luxury, it works. Um, and then, yeah, we've got, um, yeah, Mark Gent Tim Jensen replying to um, Azim's answer where Azim had said, believe it or not, Facebook or Instagram is great for B2B lead gen right now. Um, Tim Jensen replies, yes, too often Facebook is overlooked in the B2B space or I'll have B2B contacts say they want to exclude IG by default. I'll convince them to test and they often change their minds. Mark Saltarelli replies, big agree. I've had so much success with Facebook and Instagram for B2B. It can be a hurdle to get clients there sometimes, but it's been fabulous for sales and marketing, construction and restaurant or hospitality. Tim Jensen replies, agree at the very least, even if you don't have interest targeting that relates to your niche set up retweet um set up oh uh, yeah a retweet um no a retargeting upload customer lists and try lookalikes again at the very least even if you don't have interest targeting that relates to your niche set up re retargeting upload customer list and try lookalikes zim replies definitely agreed at one point i was re really surprised by the cpls almost suspicious but it's really coming off right now riding the wave for sure um mark replies yeah i rarely use interest just for content maybe but use sql lookalikes for prospecting and crm list for retargeting has never failed me tim jensen replies have been finding some success for clients targeting online business owners by going after interest related to SaaS, crm platforms entre entrepreneur related publications etc but yeah a lot of times interest end up being a short a shot in the dark for B2B. Love a good list though. And then going on to our last question um, of the day, we've got um, Dwayne, um, Dwayne asking, what would you like to change about any of the other networks or platforms like Snap, Microsoft Ads, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, Quora, etc.? Mark Saltarelli replies, I'd really like Microsoft to finally roll out LinkedIn targeting to search. It would be great if LinkedIn web remarketing audiences had time-based enrollment like Google, Facebook, and if the new engagement remarketing audiences updated automatically. And then we've got Dara Danny replying to question seven saying, would love an ads library from any of these platforms to help with transparency and, oh, you know, helping me own ad creative woes. Um, and yeah, <laughs> Julia Vice replies to that. True. Totally agrees with that. Um, and then so, yeah, and we've got Mark Saltarelli saying, see everybody. Thank you all for the fabulous chat today. And thanks for hosting Drain. And yeah, that was a very engaging chat, more than I thought it would be. Because sometimes, um, yeah, these chats can be quite short when Julie is not at the helm of it, I must say. Um, but yeah, that's been a great chat. Very insightful about, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify advertising. Um, and yeah, I hope you got some great takeaways from that and learn something new about some channels that um yeah you're not you might not be advertising on yet and um hoping you don't get too many um yeah walls and and and, and stoppers from your clients when you're proposing new platforms um but before we close off i will give our answer to our quiz um and the other uh, question was um in what year like in what month and year 
did Facebook start allowing advertising? And the answer is November 2007, an extra point for the exact date. It was the 6th of November 2007. Um, so, yeah, hope you've um, enjoyed that talk and took some great takeaways from it. Um, if you want to chat about this topic or any paid media or data analysis solution, do get in touch with me by sending me an email at hello at mindswan.com or any of my um, social media platforms with the handle mindswanppc. Um, but, yeah, remember for your gap campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly. There's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye.